This is the Transcend Human Podcast, a weekly show where we learn what it means to rise above the human condition. We hope the conversation today is just what you need for the week ahead. everybody. Welcome back to the Transcend Human Podcast. All I can say is you probably didn't see this coming. Uh, it is December 30th, 2022. Uh, this is a completely trivial episode, off the cuff. Um, I, I was sitting around, hanging out with family, just doing the whole vacation thing over the holidays. And uh, this episode came to me and so I, I just decided I would go ahead, record it whenever I had time, and just see when it fit best uh, in order to put it out. Um, I guess I just couldn't leave well enough alone, right? After all, doesn't 145 episodes seem better than ending the year on 144? So we'll call it a bonus episode, right? Now, that probably makes me a little OCD or perfectionistic or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but what you see is what you get. So today's topic is the Transcendent Podcast. So I probably do need to do a little disclaimer here before we get started. This isn't your typical episode. Uh, this one is just for the fun of it. So it doesn't really, it's not really in keeping with our uh, our series or our topics that we typically do related to transcending human. Uh, this one's just going to be for fun, okay? So I've had a few people ask me about the mechanics behind the podcast, the platform, the hardware, the software, uh, all that good stuff. So I thought that's what I would do this week, just an entire episode explaining everything I know about podcasting. So for those of you interested in that, um, hang on for the rest of the episode. For everyone else, uh, you just got back 45 minutes of your life. <laughs> if you're not, If you're not interested... I will see you next year. Okay, so let's break things down like this. I'm going to do, I'm going to call it the five laws of podcasting. First law, content is king. Second law, find the platform that works for you. Third law, it takes hardware and software. Fourth law, there's always something new to buy. And the fifth law, network to find your stride. Law number one content is king. So this section will really have nothing to do with the mechanics of starting a podcast, and yet it's probably the most important step in the process. So before you ever purchase a microphone, before you ever submit your podcast to the Apple Podcast Library, uh, you have to have an idea. And not just any old idea. It has to be a really good idea. Why? Because content is king. In a nutshell, if your idea isn't solid, you're in trouble. Not that you can't put the podcast out there, but if your goal is to be found, to be seen, to move up in any form of ranking, there has to be something unique about it, right? And this isn't unique to podcasting. It's the same for many, many, many creative pursuits. Uh, think about writers, musicians, artists, movie makers. In each of these professional pursuits, you have to come up with something unique. You have to come up with something 
eye-catching, right? Or the art never sees the light of day. Now, here are a few good questions to ask yourself about your content. First, has this been done before? If so, how many times? If it's been done more than five times, and there are some really good popular podcasts out there killing it in that space, you might want to rethink it. For example, reviewing movies. So I did a quick Google search for movie review podcasts, and the results made it very obvious that there are hundreds, if not thousands out there already. How do I know? Because there are articles like this, the 10 best movie review podcasts. So unless you have a really, really unique way of reviewing movies, you're just going to be one more movie review podcast in a sea of similar podcasts. Now, don't let that get you down. If you really love reviewing movies, you just have to find the secret sauce. For example, I follow a podcast called The Hero's Journey Podcast. At its core, it's just another movie review podcast but it's reviewed through a pretty distinct lens, that of the hero's journey. Now, the hero's journey is a, a story uh, arc, if you will, described by the American mythologist Joseph Campbell. And so what these guys did on the podcast is they, they take a movie and they put it up against this hero's journey that Joseph Campbell came up with. And they try to figure out the different points of the journey through the movie that they're reviewing. At the end of the day, you just have to find your unique way of doing what other people are already doing. And that's what these guys have figured out. Next question, are people asking for it? Now, this is a really tough question to answer at times. You can literally ask people, right? So if you already have a following of some sort, a small group of friends or a group of people who know you and your work, uh, you could actually do like a, uh, a poll of some sort, right? Tell them what you're thinking about and see if they're interested. If not, it might be time for a new idea. Uh, the other option is to look at popular culture. So what are people talking about in magazines or in the news or in your community? Does your content scratch that itch? If everyone is talking about politics and religion, for example, and you want to do a podcast on underwater basket weaving, you may have missed the boat. Not that underwater basket weaving isn't a really cool idea. In fact, it's pretty niche and you might wind up being the resident professional in that space. I'm just not sure that your listener base will grow very big. And the final question, are you passionate about it? At the end of the day, you have to go with your heart, right? Even, even if you've blown up your idea by asking the first two questions, if your heart is in it, then go for it, right? I've come to believe that sometimes creating stuff is less about who finds it and more about us letting go of it or releasing it. Uh, so even if it never blows up, even if it never becomes a household name, the work that it did within us could possibly be the most important thing. So you just have to be okay with that, right? You have to be okay putting something out there, even if it never gains a following. Paint, even if nobody buys your paintings. Write, even if you never get published. Podcast, even if your family doesn't want to listen to your podcast. Why? Because it's cathartic. It's doing what only you can do. 
And there's something supernatural about the creative process, something that sustains you and adds richness to your life. Okay, enough with the questions. Real life examples. So for a few years there, I tried to get a freelance web design business off the ground. And during this time, I had a, I had maybe a handful, 10, 15 clients, something like that. But there were two clients specifically Um both of them, I guess I would call life coaches these days. One was a self-made life coach and the other actually had a side D. So he had the credentials to back up his ideas and both wanted websites for their content. So we got both of them set up with a nice WordPress website. They had blog content, they had podcasts and they had digital products that they were trying to sell. Sound familiar? This is literally the go-to business strategy of most people these days, right? Get paid to create content. But here's the problem. They weren't making money. So both of them came back to me and put it on me, right? Both of them wanted me to fix the problem from a technology standpoint. We need better SEO. We need to start using HubSpot as a CRM. Uh, we need to make MailChimp emails more engaging, how do I use social media better so that I can get people back to my website? Are my calls to action compelling enough? You can probably see where I'm going with this, right? At the end of the day, I didn't have the heart to tell them that it has nothing to do with those things. Yes, you need a good digital strategy, but at the end of the day, it's the content that will sell itself, not how well you sold the content. Now, it's true, you can get someone to buy something using all the bells and the whistles and the smoke and the mirrors, but the minute they get your content, if it isn't what they thought it was, they're out and you've just lost that ongoing revenue stream. In the case of these two individuals, the content was what I would call fluff, right? Psychobabble. Think positive, have the glass half full attitude, stuff like that. Not wrong, just overdone and way too watered down. Way too many people acting as if they're the next Tony Robbins with all of the answers to life's questions. At the end of the day, that type of content just isn't sustainable as your one source of income. Now, this brings up a good question, and I can hear people saying it already, but Daryl, you're in the same boat, right? It sounds like you're describing transcend human. Isn't it just the same old thing? Isn't this podcast just more of the same psychobabble and how you rise above your problems? Touche. I do at times feel like I'm standing on that line with one foot in the realm of psychobabble and the other foot in this other realm that I'm just trying to help unearth or unpack for people. So when I asked the questions above, uh, this is what I got. Question number one, has this been done before? Yes and no. Life coachy type stuff, to be sure. But at the same time, Transcend Human is a little unique, right? It's the convergence of Christianity and psychology, which does make it a little unique. So I went with it, right? I did some research to see if there were other podcasts or other websites uh, that used the Transcend Human branding or that idea, and I found little to nothing. So it seemed promising. Uh, question number two, are people asking for it? Not necessarily. 
I've never asked people about it. I didn't even ask my wife. <laughs> in fact, um, back when I started it, I literally just purchased some gear for the podcast and I started recording. One day she was like, what the heck are you doing? What's the, what's with the microphone and the headphones and all this stuff? But no, at the end of the day, I didn't ask people and I didn't do pilot groups. And I didn't do a crap ton of research to figure out if it was the right thing to do. Now, what I do find fascinating is that I started the podcast in January of 2020, literally a month or two before COVID hit full force. And since then, I've never felt more sure about my decision, right? The content that I'm pumping out seems to be what people are asking for these days. Given this new normal we're facing, right, with political polarization, Christian nationalism, the environmental crisis, uh, the war in Ukraine, the resurgence of, of kind of a racist or bigoted behavior. If there was ever a time to try and transcend human, the time is now. And then the final question, am I passionate about it? Well, sure. Especially back in 2019, when I was first coming up with the idea, it was probably September, October, November ish, somewhere in there of 2019. And I just couldn't shake this thought about transcending human and what does that mean and what could it look like if I talked about it if I if I took all these ideas in my head put them through the filter of transcending human and created content through that lens whether it be blog posts or a podcast I, I didn't really know at the time what it was going to become I just knew that I had the content so that led me to start the podcast in January of 2020 and I've really been passionate about it to this day, right? I'm, I'm proud of the episodes. I love that the series we're doing uh, seem to be helping people. And I'm really hopeful that season four is going to kind of take things to a whole new level. So yes, I'm passionate about it. And that's what keeps it going. Now, I don't know that Transcend Human will ever become my main thing, right? But maybe that's for the best. Maybe it just needs to stay right where it is. The thing on the side that I'm passionate about. Okay, got to keep moving or this is going to be a two-hour episode. Second law, find the platform that works for you. So what am I talking about when I say platform, right? Well, in order to have a podcast, you need to have a website or you need to sign up for an online service that takes your podcast episodes and publishes them online. This website or platform generates what we call a feed. This feed is an XML file that basically contains all of the necessary information about the podcast and about each episode in that podcast. So every time you add a new episode, there's a little chunk of code that's added to the top of your XML feed. And over time, that feed grows to include all of your uh, episodes in the past. Now, this is the feed that you submit to podcast libraries like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, things like that. And once it's approved on each platform, their library looks back at this one XML file in order to keep your podcast up to date in their library. Now, it doesn't get a lot more complicated than that. So we'll just leave it there. Now, I said to pick the one that works for you because everyone is different and everyone has a different comfort level when it comes to working with websites or working with online platforms. As a web guy, I was pretty comfortable with the technology side of things. 
so I ended up setting up my own platform. I started with a website, so I signed up for a Squarespace account, and that's where transcendhuman.com lives or came to life, right? So it's my website for the brand, for the idea, for the resources, and it's also where I add my files for my podcast. Squarespace makes it super easy to set up a podcast, right? You can add all the necessary feed elements that are required, and then you can grab the feed URL, which is then submitted to the podcast libraries we talked about. And the other big piece of the puzzle is what I would call file hosting. Um, in this case, every podcast episode has an MP3 file. It's an audio file that it isn't a massive file. It's not like video, but it's still a significant file that needs to be hosted somewhere. Now, you can use Squarespace. You can literally upload your MP3 files to Squarespace and, and leave it there. Um, but I chose to use Amazon. So I upload my MP3 files to the Amazon S3 uh, bucket is what it's called. And that's where I keep all of my audio. It's a super cheap storage solution. Uh, easy to use, and it's what's called a content delivery network or a CDN. So it basically takes that MP3 file and it spreads it across a whole network of servers all around the globe, making it immediately available for people no matter where you're listening from. So total investment, I would say, I'm paying about $18 a month uh, for Squarespace, and plus there's some storage costs for Amazon S3. So basically $20 a month, let's say. Now, this is a little bit more than some of the platforms I'm going to talk about next. But for me, um, it's what I wanted to do. It's the thing that felt comfortable to me, right? It, it might cost a little bit more per month, but it gave me a lot of freedom and control over the website side of things, right? The ability to do my own branding, create my own pages, blog, provide resources, all of those things. And if I ever decided to monetize Transcend Human, there are a lot of fun e-commerce tools or membership tools in Squarespace to help me move in that direction. Now, one thing before I leave this option, there is a drawback. So some of the platforms I'm going to talk about next come with baked-in reporting and analytics. Um, my setup is not quite as clean. So Squarespace gives me analytics on site traffic. So when a person comes to transcendhuman.com, I can see all of that traffic. I can see how many people are, are watching the site, how many people um, are on what page or what episode. I can tell, um, you know, even, even down to like gender or, you know, what country the person is from. So it's pretty rich in terms of analytics for the website. However... It's not necessarily telling me who's listening to the podcast, right? It's more site traffic than it is podcast um, analytics. So the only way to get good podcast analytics is to track the MP3 files in Amazon. And that, my friend, is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> so Amazon does a terrible job of this. Now, they would say it's not our job, right? We're just providing you with the storage space, it's up to you to write code to track your files. And I'm not that geeky of a guy, so I'm not going to do that. So I kind of find myself stuck, right? I don't have, um, I don't have a great way of telling 
the listenership of the podcast because of the platform and the way that I set things up. So if anyone listening has a great idea or knows of a tool for tracking MP3 file usage in Amazon, please let me know. That would, that would be amazing. So there you go. That's the platform I chose. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, however, there are many, many, many other options. So if you aren't very technical or you just have no desire to be that hands-on, there are wonderful all-in-one platforms that you can sign up for online. And I'll just talk about three as, as an example. So the first is Anchor.fm. Um, I believe this is a platform that was actually created by Spotify. And I believe it's free. Now, this platform looks pretty sweet. And I think if I had have found it when I was doing my initial research, I may have gone this route. Um, but I don't remember even uh, seeing it as an option when I first started uh, doing my research. So it's a pretty cool platform. And I believe it, there's an app that you can uh, download for your phone. And I think you can literally podcast straight from your phone if you really wanted to. Like open the app, start recording, talk into your phone, and upload that MP3 immediately to the platform to be published. So just some pretty cool, uh, crazy options there with Anchor.fm. Uh, next, you have Libsyn.com. This one is always in the top five. I think it's about $5 a month. And then you have podbean.com, uh, which is always ranked pretty high as well. And I think it comes in at about $9 a month. So these are all, you know, all inclusive platforms, right? You sign up for them. They're online uh, software as a service. You basically do all of your, your information through them. You upload your MP3, MP3s through them and it just works, right? So I can hear people saying, well, why wouldn't you do something like that, right? That just seems like the smart way to go. And you'd be right. I mean, they, these are great options and they are super simple. The only thing I would caution you about is that even though I said they're $5 a month or $9 a month, that is very entry level. So most of these platforms have levels that you can grow into, right? So you may start at $5 a month or $9 a month, but that's for the most basic options that they provide. And then if you want like this other bell or this other whistle, then you have to bump up to the next level. So just do your research and make sure that you know exactly what it is you want and what it is you need so that you can kind of predict in the future, I may be paying this much instead of this much. And that's where it really kind of brings it closer to what I'm paying. So I'm paying $20 a month. And like I said, on Podbean, you may start out at $9 a month. But if you want these other additional features, you may find yourself pretty quickly at $12, $15, or even $20 a month. So just be aware of that. Okay, third law. It takes hardware and software. So this is the fun part for me, right? This is the part that I geek out about. Even though I'm not an audio engineer by any stretch of the imagination, I'm a complete noob, and I'm okay with that. It's still fun. Um... And when I started the podcast, I literally had nothing. But guess what? Did you know that you can literally start podcasting with next to nothing? It's true. I could literally have started the podcast without spending a dime. How? I have a MacBook Pro. I have an Apple headphones that came with my last iPhone. They're not only headphones, but they also have a built-in microphone on one of the cords, right? So I could literally have recorded the episodes using voice memo 
on my computer. Boom, drop the mic or the earbuds in this case. It's literally that simple. In fact, if I chose Anchor FM, right, I talked about how you could have an app on your phone. You could literally hit record, talk into your phone and publish your first podcast episode. At the end of the day, it's not rocket science. But of course, if you're like me, you like toys, you like gear, right? You want all the cool tools to create the things we create. And on some level, we understand that sound quality from an actual microphone is probably going to be better than what we pick up through the mic on our Apple earbuds. So I dove into that world. My first purchases were the Audio-Technica ATR2100 USB microphone. I think that was around $80. And I bought Audio-Technica ATH M30X headphones, about $70. So that was it, $150, and I was off and running. Uh, I used GarageBand, uh, which is the music studio software available for free on a Mac. And I did purchase one other thing. I purchased some music loops that I used for my intro and outro uh, from a site called neosounds.com. But that was it. At the beginning, that was literally all I needed, right? This allowed me, myself, and I to record the content and get it out there into the world. My next step in the process was to upgrade my microphone. So at some point, I don't remember when it was, but I purchased the Rode NT-USB. So for $135, I got what I believe to be a sound upgrade from the entry-level Audio-Technica mic that I had purchased. Um, but at the same time, this is still a USB microphone. So very easy to use. You just plug your headphones into the mic, you plug the mic into the MacBook, and you're ready to go. But this is still gear for a one-man operation, right? Which was fine, because that's all I needed. Until the day it wasn't. Fourth law, there's always something new to buy. So things were moving along nicely, right? I was knocking out episode after episode, just me, my USB mic, and all my content. But one day my wife said, hey, I think you really should do a series on parenting. Uh, and if you choose to do it, you'll really need me on it because you'll need somebody who actually knows something about the topic. Ouch, but true. So we decided to do Transcendent Parenting, a series which I can't even remember. There was nine, 10, maybe 11 episodes. Um, but that meant that I now needed to be able to record two people, not just one. So I did some research to see how I could still use my USB mics and I quickly realized that there weren't really a lot of options. They weren't really meant to be used that way. Now it is possible. Um, I put a link in the show notes to a YouTube video where a lady shows you how to set up multiple microphones on one USB. But it's a little janky, right? So as I did my research, I realized that I only had two good options. The first was to buy another mic, one that could be omnidirectional. And I'll talk about that more in a minute. Or I could go all in and I could buy an audio interface with real microphones or, or what are called dynamic microphones. These are microphones that connect with, not by USB, they connect with a very large XLR cable. And it requires a device called an audio interface in order to connect all the mics and then connect that back to your computer. So the XLR microphones plug into the audio interface 
and then the audio interface plugs into your MacBook with USB or whatever. Now, to save money and to keep things moving quickly, I opted for option number one, which was probably one of my bigger mistakes. So I purchased the Blue Yeti X for, I think it was $120. It's USB, just like my other microphones. Um, so very simple, right? You plug it into the MacBook and you're good to go. You set the microphone to omnidirectional, which is for an entire kind of group of people sitting around a table. Or you can set it for bidirectional, which would be two people sitting across from each other. And it's just supposed to work, right? What's not to love? Well, it did work. It just didn't work well. I didn't love it at all. In fact, it created a few more problems than it was worth. So like I said, I did multiple episodes with Tammy, and it was really hard to get our voices to mesh. Her voice is over-the-top loud, and mine at times can barely be heard. That's just our personalities, right? So we played this whole game of putting the mic right by me and leaving a lot of room between the mic and her, but that didn't work very well either. In fact, there were times when I think she sounded like she was in a tunnel because she was just too far away from the microphone. And at the end of the parenting series, we sat our kids down and did an interview with them where we used the omnidirectional, um, you know, with five people sitting around the microphone. And the same problem existed, right? Some people have voices that carry and others have voices that are barely audible. So lesson learned, would not recommend omnidirectional mics if you're looking for really good quality in your recordings. So at some point, I dove into the dynamic mic world, but I did so without doing a lot of research. And here were my next purchases. So I bought a new dynamic microphone. I bought the Rode PodMic for around $100. Now, what I haven't told you is that my original Audio-Technica ATM2100 is actually a workhorse. It was a USB microphone, but it also had XLR outputs, so you could use it that way as well. So now I had my two XLR microphones, and all I needed to do was purchase a second set of headphones, one for Tammy. So I bought the Audio-Technica ATH-M40X headphones for around $100, and now I had my setup, right? I had two microphones, two headphones, and now I needed an audio interface. And this is where I made my first mistake, or maybe my second, I don't know. I chose to buy what's called the Zoom PodTrack P4 for around $220, I think. Now, this is an audio interface that allows you to connect up to four XLR mics at one time, along with four separate sets of headphones. Perfect, right? Well, yes, perfect for the podcaster on the go. What I didn't realize is that you can't just connect the Zoom PodTrack, PodTrack 4 to your computer and use GarageBand to record the episode. The PodTrack P4 is actually a mobile audio interface. So it has an internal SD card and you record the entire episode to that card. Then when you're done, you connect the PodTrack to your computer and import the files onto your computer. Now, that's fine right? It still works, but it requires you to do a lot of post-processing. So when I'm using GarageBand, um, you know, we'll be, we'll be doing our thing, we'll be talking, and then 
we'll either make a mistake or something will happen and we have to cut. I can just go back and start recording again and keep a pretty clean audio file going throughout the entire episode. On the pod track, what you have to do is just record from beginning to end with all the mistakes, all the cuts, all the problems, and then import that file into GarageBand. And then you have to go back and listen to the entire thing and do post-processing. So cut out the parts that don't make sense, stitch things together. It's just a lot more work. Like I said, it works. It's just not ideal. And it was my fault for not doing enough research. Fast forward to today and my most recent purchase, probably my favorite piece of equipment for podcasting uh, that I have, is one that has made my life so much easier. Um, I recently got another audio interface, one that was made just for podcasting. So it's called the Focusrite Vocaster 2, and it'll run you around $230, but it's so worth it. If only the Vocaster series had been available back when I first started, it would have saved me a lot of time and money. So the Vocaster 2 allows you to literally plug in two XLR mics and two sets of headphones, one for the host and one for the guest. Imagine that, and even uses words that we understand instead of input one, input two, whatever. It's host and it's guest. Amazing. The Vocaster is then attached to the MacBook, and after a quick configuration, you have both channels coming into GarageBand. So Tammy has a mic, I have a mic. Uh, we have the necessary levels, you know, set based on our voice, and we're good to go. Now, there is one downside to the Vocaster 2, which should be pretty obvious. And that's the fact that it's only for two people. So if I ever wanted to do a family interview again, I'd be in a similar predicament. But we'll cross that bridge if we ever reach it again. So the question is, am I happy with my current setup? And I would say yes, for the most part. Um, I did purchase some additional items to make life easier. Um, at some point, I purchased the Rode PSA-1, which is basically a microphone arm that holds the microphone in the perfect position for your, for your mouth. And I also bought the Rode DS-1, which is an adjustable desktop stand. So it's just you know, a stand for your microphone that you can adjust up and down on the desk. Basically does the same thing as the arm. Now, I would like to get one more of the, uh, the Rode pod mics, which is uh, I think around $100, just so that my wife and I are both using the exact same microphone. But we'll think about that next year. And then there's always the peer pressure, right? The peer pressure to do what the cool kids are doing, to use the gear that the cool kids are using. So if you know anything about voice recording, you've probably heard of or seen people using the Shure SM7B dynamic voice microphone. It's lovely, it's wonderful, and I'm sure the audio is amazing, but the price is a whopping $360 per mic. So I don't know if I'll ever get to this route, but one can dream. Law number five, network to find your stride. So similarly to the first law, this really doesn't have anything to do with podcasting, right? The fifth law is less about the mechanics of podcasting and more about taking things to the next level. 
So I talked about Transcend Human being very content heavy, right? At the, at the beginning, it was just a way for me to get stuff out of my brain and into the world. Because of this, it was just me, a microphone and a bunch of content. Then we did the Transcendent Parenting series and I moved a little bit out of my comfort zone, right? It required me to be on the mic with another person, sharing conversation, asking questions, and then figuring out that whole rhythm, right? And then I did a few interviews with other members of the family. But again, that's just similar to the Transcendent Parenting series where I'm just interviewing another person. And then after that, I just kind of went back to pumping out content like normal. But then a couple months ago, I was listening to one of my podcasts that I follow on a regular basis. And the guy was wrapping up uh, a season and he was talking about the next season and he was looking for interesting people to interview. Naturally, I thought, oh, I wonder if he would want to interview me. Now, normally questions like this are followed up with a nervous laugh and then me dropping the idea altogether. But for some reason, I didn't do that. In fact, I reached out to the guy and I offered to be on his show. One thing led to another and last week we actually taped an episode. This was my first time ever being on somebody else's podcast. Uh, I think the episode will air sometime this this coming year, so look for that in the near future. I'll talk more about it um, once it's live and out in the world. But during the taping, he also mentioned that he'd be up for doing an episode of Transcend Human. And I was just blown away because I was like, well, sure, that's totally awesome, man. That's great. So we have some details to work out, but I'm hoping to get that set up here soon. All that to say... If you want to grow, you have to take risks. If you want to take it to the next level, you have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone and network with people in order to make things like this happen. Now, this is hard for me. Like, this is not my personality. I am a very introverted person, which is, you know, just perfect for pumping out content as a solo act, right? But the minute you start getting other people involved, you have to be more extroverted. You have to be conversational. You have to be good with other people, which I am on some level. It's just not my go-to, right? Now, I'm all about taking personal risks, right? I'm all about doing new things that I have 100% control over, but introduce new people, new environments, new collaborations, and suddenly I become Mr. Shy Guy. But this month, I learned that with pretty minimal effort, I was able to do some networking, meet someone that I didn't know, and actually create some cool content that I would have never been able to create on my own, right? Just sitting in a dark studio by myself. It's strange. It's a little uncomfortable, but at the end of the day, it's growth. And I'm really looking forward to where it might lead in the future. Let's land the plane. So first off, thank you so much for letting me throw in this bonus episode. Um, it was a lot of fun for me just to go back through and kind of think through and talk through the history of the podcast and how it all came to fruition, um, the hardware, the software, all the different pieces of the puzzle. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I hope it was helpful to those of you who were interested in the content, those of you who asked about it and were um, wanting to know how I started the podcast. To the rest of you, um, if you stuck it out, thank you. You're the best. Um, I know you might be kicking yourself saying that's 45 minutes of my life. I'm never going to get back. But um, like I said, thanks for being here anyways. Uh, 
So I hope all of you have enjoyed your holiday season. I hope you had a very Merry Christmas and that you have an amazing new year next week. Um, enjoy all of that. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your time off. Um, and I will see you back here next year. Uh, we will kick off season four. I'm not going to give you a date. It will be sometime in January. But regardless, when we kick it off, I cannot wait for that to happen. It's going to be so much fun. Um, and I hope to see all of you back for that season. So until then, everyone, have a great week. And as we always say, keep transcending human. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Transcend Human podcast. If you're interested in the show notes for this episode, head on over to transcendhuman.com forward slash podcast and navigate to the episode you're looking for. On the website, you'll also find blog posts, podcast series, and other helpful resources to help you navigate the Transcend Human ecosystem. You'll also find links to our social media channels. And as always, if you have questions, feel free to contact us at info at transcendhuman.com. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you back here on Monday morning.